The year is 1997. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is my marvelous year. Welcome to My Marvel This Year, the podcast reading club where we go through Marvel's origins to today, the full history of Marvel Comics we've covered from 1961 now to begin 1997. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. Every comic that we read here in the My Marvel This Year club is listed and curated. You can find them all in the show notes. You could also find full spreadsheet access via patreon.com slash my marvelous year the way we are supported i am joined today for the kickoff of 1997 which is the worst year of all time (laughs) i just want to put that out there up front by not the worst hosts of all time oh okay it's charlotte fear how's it going very measured confidence thank you (laughs) i appreciate i was gonna say charlotte and zach but then zach came in so surprised (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I that I had to just yeah, say Charlotte. Yeah, no, I, no I, I'm I, I'm only three years removed from the worst years in comics. That's uh, that's that's appreciable. <laughs> I was a little worried, Charlotte, because I tweeted earlier this week as I read these comics and thought about 1997. I tweeted that if you're 25 years old right now in 2022, you were born during the worst year of Marvel Comics, <laughs> and yep. I'm not saying it's your fault, but I do think less of you. <laughs> For ushering this in. For for allowing this to happen, for bringing this to the table, for letting 1997 be this flippin' bad. Uh, But Charlotte, I was a little worried that you would be a part of that. It it was kind of funny. I had all these these folks who I do like came in and they're like, oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm 25. Oh, I didn't. You don't mean me, do you? I do. I'm sad. I'm sorry, but I do. I I mean all of you. Uh, But yeah, so we're going to talk about what I could scrounge out of this year. It's going to yeah, be your... what you scrounged wasn't bad. So, like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't right. feel like that bad of a year because, like, everything you scrounged up, it's like, oh, yeah, there's some, there's some pretty interesting stuff happening in 97, but, you know. <laughs> right. Really, uh, I mean, you do feel like the, around the Marvel comics are in a very weird place oh, in 1997, yeah, sure. both uh, because of what's going on in, in universe and, like, because of what's going on behind the scenes. Um, yeah, but I, I do think you, you feel uh, that uh, 1997 is a weird and kind of bad year for, for Marvel Comics. Definitely weird. Definitely weird. And yeah, I think when you're just playing along with the curation here, um, you're going to have a pretty decent time. <laughs> There's some okay stuff. And again, definitely some curiosities. I think the first part that we're going to talk about today, we kind of have two kinds of comics. Uh, the first is like the new age of Marvel heroes. So because Heroes Reborn happened, and we covered that at the end of 1996, and all of these sort of, you know, well-known, solidified, foundational heroes of the Marvel Universe, um, the Avengers, uh, uh, Fantastic Four, right? They, they run into Onslaught's belly and wind up in the Heroes Reborn universe. Because they're gone, there is actually kind of this interesting moment in the, in the Marvel Universe where all of a sudden, like, they need new heroes, 
right? Um, and they need new books. And that's actually, it leads to this thing called like the new age of heroes, which is Marvel's attempt to like give a spotlight to a totally new book, like the Thunderbolts, give a spotlight to a totally new uh, reincarnation of heroes for hire, give Kazar <laughs> his time to shine, <laughs> yeah. you know, these yeah. sorts of things. It's an interesting idea. I think the actual execution and and the outcomes are poor, <laughs> generally, with <laughs> with one notable exception that we'll talk about. Um, Bizarre. <laughs> yep. You know what is funny? We're going to talk about it, but I have Kazar as one of my worst comics of all time. Like it's in the yeah, conversation, yeah. and it's not. <laughs> It, it, we'll talk <laughs> yeah yeah like we'll talk about the actual content like if you just read these issues you'd be like that's weird and it is it's because of what happens as the series continues regarding my favorite mad titan okay um we're not going to read those but they really bother me <laughs> that's all that's <laughs> okay. all I'll i like say. that 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 distaste even leaked into you know, you telling us off, uh, off camera, or off mic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't read all these. You don't have to read everything, <laughs> which you never do. <laughs> I, so, know. Like, I know. You're always like, read everything, choke it down. Like 1997 your, your stinks. Okay. I just want to be clear. <laughs> um, <laughs> 1997 feels like uh, th- th- this is the year where I'm like, oh, hey, we're caught up to modern day for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why like 90, it's 25 years ago, so it's not modern day. It's not, you know. But you're you're Near, you're out of the mid '90s, right? In a in a way, yeah, like media wise and culturally, and, and it feels feels like we're out of the Image Comics era. Like, I mean, just this batch, right? So, like, we're not; those guys are still very hot. We just had a bunch of them in Heroes Reborn. Like, yeah. they're around still. It's not the same, though. It's not the same but, for sure. But the like the the prevailing style here is like we're this was the year where I'm like, we can talk about this style. I was talking to Charlotte about this before the recording a little bit. There's there's this like late '90s, early 2000s style that I can't quite like pin down exactly what it is. It's it's a little bit Mark Bagley for yeah, sure, uh-huh. and like Ron Garney, um, and then like who else? Uh, I don't know. I mean, every everyone here, like all the comics here that we write, except for the Doctor Strange, all feel like this. Um, it's it's like a little Image Comics with like the costumes all look very like '90s Image Comics, but the, then the characters' faces are like big and expressive and like kind of. Uh, cartoony um yeah and uh yeah I, I don't know exactly how to describe it more it's kind of one of these i know it when i see it i think uh, uh, i know like i think the kuberts and definitely joe Matarera has a has a tremendous influence mm-hmm. on on that i think a, yeah. a little bit of what you're describing and i think bagley maybe plays into this is like maybe a little bit of a manga influence on more of these artists <gasps> you know charlotte do you feel vindicated <laughs> charlotte just said that and i was like no no way charlotte. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's like these guys weren't reading manga I was thinking it felt like kind of a manga influence, but I, I didn't like. I also don't know how much that was pre- that was present in American culture in like the ni- late nineties, and how much that would have actually been an influence on the creative teams. But yeah, it feels like in the the style of the art that does feel a bit like it's starting to creep in. To creep in. Yeah, I think the other the other definite um, like tentpole stylistically of this era is walls of text. Like just balloons yeah. stacked yeah, on getting balloons, back to that a stacked bit. on balloons. I I feel like the night. It's not like in the nineties we like got like we got it purely like these beautiful Ed Brubaker esque noir you know small captions. <laughs> like it's not like we were like we got into this era where where people realized like hey we don't need to say way too much say less it's better. Um, but it seems to be coming around 
even more so, I think, in this era. Uh, and there's, as we progress into 98, we'll see, like, Kevin Smith is going to show up for some comics, the director. Um, and he's literally written in intros. I think in Green Arrow Quiver, the DC comic he does around this time, he's like, I like to give people bang for their buck. You know, like, I want them to be reading, like, for as long as possible. And it's like, now when I read it, I'm like, I wish, I wish you hadn't, <laughs> you know. But at, at the time, like, definitely at the time, like, my first go-around, like, I don't know, that didn't bother me as much. Um, but but that's that's one of the big hang-ups I have with Thunderbolts. Is that something with the ones we read this week? Yeah, Thunderbolts. Um, is, huh. yeah. is I mean, Thunderbolts stacked definitely to has the that. brim with yeah, over-exposition and dialogue. Yeah. And just every page is is kind of exhausting. Um, but all right, let, let's go through the comics because we got a bunch and we're going to kind of rapid fire through them. Uh, the first one I included on here, I really like. So like, let's, let me, let me back off my, my negativity around this very bad, no good year. And let's talk about a graphic novella that is good. Uh, Dr. Strange. What is it that disturbs you? Steven, this is a reimagining of the first Dr. Strange annual. I read this in anticipation of multiverse of madness. It's by artist P. Craig Russell. Artist Pierre Greg Russell is fantastic. Um, this graphic novella is really visually stimulating. It is a great-looking graphic novel. I think it it does the thing that kind of a lot of Doctor Strange stories do, in my opinion, which is it crafts a beautiful world for Stephen to explore. And I could take or leave whatever the actual narrative purpose <laughs> is, but it's fun to hang out in that world. Yeah, we're Dr. saying Strange it's P. Well. Craig Russell. There is a writer here, but it's not him. <laughs> but it's basically P. Craig Russell, right? It's uh, it's Mark Andreco. Yes, uh, thank you. Did you yeah. say that? Um, yeah, because it's all just it's all the visuals here. And th- this guy's career is nuts. I was looking it up, and it's like, well, he did the Doctor Strange Annual Number One in 1976 himself. Uh, did you know that? Yeah, which is dope for like for somebody yeah. to come back two decades later, yeah, and yeah, be able to so be cool. like, "Hey, I'm gonna one up what I did way back when." That's yeah. actually that's the kind of legacy stuff with creators that is fun. super cool. I, I love well, that opportunity, and, and it looks it doesn't look like some guy who's just like a throwback to the '70s who showed up again and is still you know like his style's evolved, looks, right? Yeah, right, totally. I mean, it looks it looks like '90s Vertigo stuff in the best way, right? Like, and it's not yeah, surprising yeah. I looked him up and like. He did a bunch of Sandman stuff, and then he goes on to do... He does one of the best, like, fables, um, little mini-stories, uh, The Last Castle, which uh, is really memorable, and I remember the art from that specifically, which uh, is really saying something. He's done Hellboy, he's done... He did a bunch of Kill Raven with Don McGregor back in the 70s and 80s, so, like, yeah, crazy career. Dude's dude's career is Oh, first, first openly gay uh, comic creator in, like, mainstream comics. The first, you're saying? That's interesting. Well, that's, what, that's what Wikipedia says. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I totally agree. Like, I mean, it's just, it, it's that, those scenes in both Doctor Strange movies where you get that fun scene of Doctor Strange, you know, either like falling through like a Mandelbrot set and, you know, like mirror dimension and all the like, th- those fun little montages of all the wacky stuff of him passing through all these different dimensions. It's just that for an entire comic. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but like paced out well that it doesn't just feel like overwhelming and you know over cluttered like it's really really it's a beautiful like one of the most beautiful comics we've ever looked at wow high praise high praise oh, charlotte yeah. what did you yeah, think yeah, for sure uh i thought it was very interesting i i i didn't realize he he was the one who did the first annual because i i mean reading this i thought it was like redoing a steve ditko annual or something because right. it felt very much a homage to steve ditko there's like which is a bit too much, but there's Ditko Polis. That's that's a bit much to me. So very phallic, by the way. Can we? 
<laughs> all uh, did, did everyone else notice the this? towers you mean did Coppolis yeah. is incredibly <laughs> phallic yeah which i feel like is I, I don't think there's a deeper meaning there but maybe there is i don't i don't know yeah i don't know um, i don't know if yeah. that was a little i you uh, know it, i did want to touch may, though on decapolis it's i love I, we talked about this somewhat recently like when creators have to like force in a, a creator homage right and reference yeah. um Dick Coppolis is trying too hard. <laughs> That's, that does not go together in any. It just it it sticks out like a sore thumb. I think. Um, listen, pay your respects been, to like, Dick Coppolis. Long reference, like, oh, you have to go to Dick Coppolis, and then he goes, and then that's fine. But it's like they use that word twenty times. In yeah, this yeah. Comic, and it's like the fate of Dick Coppolis. Ditko. I mean, it's also you can't say the word Ditko in the middle of it. <laughs> So exactly. Kind of like, exactly. Like, like it doesn't. Coppolis. It doesn't flow. It sounds more like a like a Chicago like Bears parody. You know, like it's Dicka. Go to Dickaopolis. You got. You got to turn there. Get some sausage, and then uh, and then Stephen, you can head back home. All right. Mm, you're not. You're yep. not gonna get. You're not. You're not gonna get much. Gosh, more. you guys love Bears references. What do you love more than Bears references? <laughs> Maybe basketball Dicka. talk. Yeah. That uh, so coach. You'll, you'll get. <laughs> You'll get some silent applause from some audience members for that <laughs> so one. So silent. Yeah, but they, they talk about it a lot. And uh, do, we didn't read this, did we? This uh, annual from 1976? No, probably not. I don't, I don't think we did because I'm thumbing through it now. In, like, well, I'm thumbing my nose like, at page it. Page by page, panel by panel, the same comic. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. like it's actually just a one-to-one retelling of that original story that's really interesting it is funny it is funny to grab the one from 20 years later and be like this is the good stuff <laughs> the one in 1976 <laughs> which is basically the same i'm like eh. i mean the, the new one looks a lot better and that's the like i mean the, the old one looks nice too but th- this new one is is a total you know evolution of his style um the one from 76 looks like a 76 comic a very good 76 comic but Sort of like the Philadelphia 76ers that year with Dr. Oh, J, God. right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I'm really glad you added this in. Uh, this It's really fun. And like, it does get me. I keep thinking about this with Dr. Strange because this is the kind of stuff that we're always like, well, these are fun Dr. Strange stories. Just Dr. Strange with like, you know, don't, don't get too bogged down with all the like the meaning of all the magic and stuff and exposition about the magic because it never really works because you have to. It's really hard to sell this kind of stuff with stakes. But, like, what could we do with Doctor Strange that is not just, like, a showcase of fun visuals? Because it does feel like that's the only way he is ever successful. That or, like, as a supporting character. Like, he's fun as a supporting character. But, like, how do you make Doctor... Like, are there good Doctor Strange, like, solo series that are more than just, like, a showcase for visuals? Uh, I mean, the Brian K. Vaughn, Marcos Martin, The Oath is... Yeah, I've, I've read some of that. That's pretty good. Is the, is the go-to example. Um, the Jason Aaron run like 2016 is it tries it tries to be that um and it it succeeds at times it's it's not my favorite uniformly but it has its moments but uh, yeah i don't it's it's always kind of hard for me it's always kind of hard for me i i mean here's the thing and i've said this before like i like dr strange as a supporting player and i like him the most as a supporting player um i do not like dr strange as much as the star of the show I, i think it's kind of one of those things where he is better coming off the bench uh you yeah, know in, yeah, in my view I, I just think that his types of stories work better so all right and even even in his own comics like i often feel like i'm more interested in what's going on with wong and like the people around him responding to him being the central figure but not necessarily the main character sometimes yeah which is multiverse oh, of madness something not, that's interesting to me same thing yeah, not that at all it's like that. it's not that the character can't prop this up it's that like 
this magic world is really hard to write compelling comics in that are not just like, a new magic creature has different magic than what your magic, and your magic needs to clash against his magic. And like, yeah. it's just hard to write engaging stories about just, you know, made up magic, <laughs> I guess, you know, like without really getting into the nitty gritty of like magic systems and stuff, which they don't want to do because they're, it's an impermanent, uh, you know, forever story. Um, so they don't want to nail anything down. So that's why he works better as like a supporting character because he just brings that magical aesthetic to other people's comics. I, like the character himself, like I'm totally fine like following. It's not, it's not that. It's just the, the whole world uh, around him. Gosh, this yeah. world, this world, I tell you. <laughs> um, so all right, so let's let's yeah. talk some yeah, new age of heroes. But yeah, if you're, if you're a Doctor Strange fan, about. like I'm, this is I'm glad I read this one, and I do recommend yeah, this one. Um, all right, let's talk let's talk Thunderbolts. Let's talk Heroes for Hire, and let's talk Kazar. I, um, I have a question about Thunderbolts to start us. I have a good question about it too, but you begin. Okay, well you go first because maybe your question is the same as my question. Okay, here's my question. People people really like Thunderbolts. It's by Kurt Busiak, Mark Bagley. We got inks by Vince Russell, colors by Joe Rosas. Thunderbolts number one has a wonderful twist. It was kept secret. It really shocked comics fans at the time. Um, it is clearly the the standout of the New Age of Hero stuff, right? This one worked, uh, and it, it, and people have a lot of affection for it. And my question is this. I really appreciate the twist. I love the concept. I like Busiak and Bagley generally. Is Thunderbolts good? Or is it just good by comparison <laughs> to this stinking okay. no bad year? Well, I, I have to, my question now has to come first. Charlotte, did you know the twist before you read this comic? Yes, I knew the, I knew the twist. Okay, I didn't. It was it was <laughs> it worked for me at the end of this comic. So I got you. All right, tell us. Yeah. Tell us what that was that like is, to, cool. to have to have approached that's it with fresh cool. eyes. I, I kind of thought the um I even when I started I was like, hmm, I thought Thunderbolts were like a bunch of bad guys. No, nope, never mind, I guess I was wrong. It's just a bunch of weirdos. Cap Captain V or Citizen V. Citizen so, V, yeah. Um so I was like, Alright, I guess I just gotta learn about a bunch of new heroes. Cause I I think and then I was like, I thought it was something like Norman Osborne ran these guys or something. Maybe that's uh -huh. Dark Avengers and I was like I don't know. So you're, I, you're it was not on my mind. So when that twist sure. came at the end. Big, big smile on my face uh, when I realized I had yeah. been bamboozled just like the rest of the world uh, into believing that these guys were new superheroes. I love it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, super fun. And, and you're right, like that issue and that twist, great, really work. And then after that, it's like, oh, so why did you do this besides the twist? <laughs> like, what's the, <laughs> right. What's the well, intent behind this? Like, what, where, what are their goals? What are the, like, the stakes here? Uh -huh. uh, it, it really doesn't set itself up for... Like like anything engaging, it doesn't seem to have like a uh, you know a plan for uh, where it's going in the future, and it should like it should immediately start start setting up like and here's here's what the the stakes are of this right like yeah. here's here's the dangers and the you know the are we rooting for them are we rooting against them like it's really unclear like it does not have like a, the boys thing going on right where it's like bad superheroes okay well here's like the stakes immediately right and the you know what sides you're you're landing on yeah it's really interesting how charlotte what was your That's... what was your reaction to to the story i kind of disagree this i mean i knew the twist but even then I, the first issue really really worked for me even yeah. knowing the twist like trying to see i mean not trying to see it coming but uh, like reading it knowing what's uh, how it's gonna end was very interesting and then like i i think it's I can't remember the last first issue of a of a series we read that made me want to continue more than this because I don't know I think it's no I they, totally agree with that. They see some like, very interesting at the end of the first stuff issue, or like, like 
I think it's Very Moonstone, just who talks about uh, that in the heat of battle, even though she's a villain and she she's like she should be only interested in uh, doing the villain stuff of Masters of Evil and conquering the world. Like in the heat of battle, she was only focused on saving. I think it's Franklin Richards. Uh-huh. Like she was only s- focused on doing the superhero thing and forgetting about uh, like her real purpose and everything that's going on to, going on around her that's like that's a very interesting direction to take to like right. have the super villain team that's pretending to be superheroes but they're pretending so much that they they cannot like it and that like that's how redemption maybe comes but that's not as simple so I, that's a very interesting direction i'm very curious about where it might go next well and i do um, i do agree with you that conceptually it's a great concept like, like yeah. there's the twist, which which hooks you. But the concept is fantastic, and it's something the Marvel Universe did not have. And I think that's when you describe, yeah. you know, having a, a feeling of, like, I want to read this more than I've wanted to read something new in Marvel for a while. Like, yeah, that's genuine, because it's the freshest idea in Marvel since, I mean, who knows when, you know? Mm-hmm. What, like the new Warriors? Totally. Like, like what, is the, what is the comparison point here for something that launched and felt this fresh? Um, in yeah. some time. So I, I yes, I want to give it a ton of credit for that um, because I, I do think the idea is really good. You know, and it's, yes, it's Suicide Squad-esque, right? Like it's, but it's not, it's, but it's not that. It's just, it's not a direct copy. It's a little more clever, honestly. Yeah, and it's it's Suicide Squad-esque in like what characters we're following, but it's also like it's putting them in the context of an Avengers team or a Fantastic Four team where the the, pl- the public is seeing them act as heroes and it's starting to trust them and they get the the big office at Four Freedoms Plaza. And like right. that's a very interesting twist to me to see them go through all the steps that we've seen like a uh, hundred times with Fantastic Four, with Avengers, except like they're villains. Like that's that's an interesting reversal and like that's that brings interesting... I mean, it uses situations, superhero situations we're used to, but give them a new twist by reversing them. And I think that's a, that's a good starting point for a comic. So I, I don't know, yeah. like to me, it had a good f- first statement for for what the series is gonna be. I, I can feel the like we we don't have a clear idea of what the plan is, like Zemo's plan, probably. Um, but I don't know that we need to. Like that's that can work as a semi mystery that we we don't know exactly what their plan is, sure. but we, we know like they are succeeding at whatever it is. At least it's a it's a good start. So yeah, I don't know. It, it was a very very good start for me, and I, I'm probably going to to keep reading uh, keep reading it. Nice. Yeah, nice. I'd be curious, like check to check back in to see like does it find you know like a long term thing going on here right does it have yeah. like lo- legs long term because the, the second and the third issue are then just kind of like all right the thunderbolts are establishing themselves as heroes but in the meantime we're gonna fight the mad thinker and we're gonna fight uh who is it the the original masters of evil or not the original they're the original like another uh iteration of the masters of evil with like tiger shark and claw and crimson cowl and stuff yeah um, I think so. It does just kind of turn into like Avengers, where it's like, in this week they're gonna fight these heroes, and I kind of needed yeah. a little more of like the the big picture stuff going on behind the scenes because that big picture stuff is so compelling in that first issue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, there's also the the stuff with Black Widow hunting former Avengers, and they they're like they're supposed to be allies because they're supposed to be superheroes too, but like they're also worried about her discovering who they are and like coming after mm-hmm. them. That's that's interesting. She's pro- she'll probably be a a recurrent uh, antagonist for them. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a. Uh, it was interesting. I think the the other cool um, thing about this book that you're tapping into, Charlotte, is 
it fits into this moment in Marvel yeah, continuity exactly. in a way that nothing else really does. And it also like it doesn't just fit in. It like it sidles up and it's like, yeah, this is the center of the Marvel universe now, you know, of uh, from the Avengers Fantastic Four perspective. And it kinda owns that. Um and the first yeah, issue obviously totally. captures that where it's like where have the heroes gone? Who's going to step in? And then this book gives you the answer, but it gives you the twist with it, where it's like, okay, we've got a new team, but these aren't actually just new characters that you have to get to know. They're former sort of B-tier, C-tier, or Baron Zemo villains, right, yeah. that that are pretending to be good, and maybe some of them really want to, and maybe some of them have ulterior motives, right? And it's and yeah. then there's nuance within that. That, that alone is quite smart. And in a, in a way, it's also what I'm maybe worried about for the future of the of the of this comic, because like I mean, it's not a secret to to say that the the Avengers, Fantastic Four, are going to come back at some points right. sooner than later. And like I'm, I feel that this comic works very well in the like power vac- vacuum, I guess, left by those teams, and I think it it needs to have like one or two first arcs left alone before they return. And I don't know if that's going to happen. So I'm a bit afraid of what's going to happen to to this title in like the return of those big teams and in, in, a, in a Marvel universe where they, they don't have that centerpiece anymore. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm curious about seeing how, how it goes. This is a recurring problem in Marvel Comics where yeah. if a gap is opened and something cool fills that space, it's never open long enough. <laughs> for that new thing to really yeah. to really flourish um mm-hmm. yeah. often right i think marvel consistently tries to have their cake and eat it too where they're like all right we ha- we took tony stark off the board for example and this, this is something i'm mostly making up um let's let's give riri williams a shot they'll then also be like eh, but also tony's gonna be around too Right, they like they try to yeah. do both things at once, where it actually would probably be better. Like these, I think the early days of the Thunderbolts are the best issues that I've read, certainly because you genuinely don't have the Avengers or Fantastic Four to confront them. Um, but you have interesting stuff, like well, who's left behind? Right, is Hawkeye around? Is Black Widow around? Like, like who are the people who are our Avengers, but but weren't you know, didn't rate enough <laughs> to go into the Heroes Reborn Yeah, universe. Hercules, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're going to see a bunch of them in, in Heroes for Hire, too, um, in a lot of ways. I, you know, I think this it offers a good transition. I think, you know, and I asked, so I asked my somewhat cynical question up front. Um, I think the majority of my sort of resistance to the Thunderbolts praise wagon is is a little bit what you're saying, Zach, but also it, it's it actually really is just that stylistically thing. I think Thunderbolts is a, pretty exhausting comic to read honestly and i i think a lot of that is i kind of just have to get my head back in the this is what comics were like <laughs> during this era thing because uh it's it feels tedious and again sort of fatiguing in ways that i, I, I was not there for well, in this particular I mean, it, moment it, you know it is also like it's like claremont would do this with x-men but you know, in that it'd be, be exhausting to me. But X Men also was more engaging than this. Like the characters here are not, you know, you're not immediately like grabbed by Atlas and Moon Moonstone and Songbird. Like, um, you know, I, I think that's just one of the big problems is that the characters are not all. They don't all immediately grab you. Like it's really like I do think me I Zemo. Yeah, I think initially, yes, but I do think, like, you know, over the course of the first few issues, Busek does a really good job, like, giving you reasons to care about Songbird, right? Screaming Mimi, not a character I had a lot of thoughts about 
but now I yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Um, same with Moonstone. Same you with Atlas. You have a lot of thoughts about Screaming Mimi. I have so many Screaming Mimi thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say more, more than that because I, I, I kind of agree that like he does take a bunch of characters that I think I don't even know like if I've ever heard of them before. <laughs> like, and if I have, they just you know immediately pushed out of my brain. Um, and I do like know who they are now at least, and kind of have an idea of their personalities. Sure. Um, I, the designs that Bagley comes up with, I hate every design here except me like citizen v is on bagley no i usually really like bagley's superhero side of things it's usually his like just people talking in the faces that i don't like at least you know in ultimate spider-man um it, but in ultimate spider-man i really like all the super heroic stuff here like the costumes i think the costumes for all of the thunderbolts are pretty bad um but and they don't look like they don't look cool standing next to each other like the big shot of all the heroes it's but not... they did in 1997 i don't <laughs> but know I mean, did they maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm I, I think there's a reason i've never seen these people before like i didn't know what the i mean citizen v's a kind of striking design i i have 100 percent never seen this person before in another comic anywhere so I think well, that's, you know. uh, maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but I also feel like the the costumes feel like voluntarily fake. Yeah, you're giving like, way too it much. It feels credit. like it's there's a no fake way superhero. That, no, there's no way. I don't know. <laughs> I would. There's I, no I, way. I think you're Zach. I think you're jumping on that way too hard. There's no way so? that I, Mark Bagley put thought into these designs. That seems like an extreme thing. No, to no, say. no. But you you really think like they're bad on purpose as Kurt, part of the Kurt Busiak is one of the most comics obsessed continuity obsessed superhero writers of all time i do not think it's it's unreasonable to think he may have sent a note to bagley saying i want these to look you know over the top heroic because they're faking it you know i i actually find that very believable yeah okay all right i mean fair fair enough i i don't don't know charlotte has written this history with this theory and i immediately (laughs) accept it as gospel yeah i mean the uh that that thing about Busiak and his like knowledge and you know passion for these comics <clears throat> is really clear in that first issue, because some of the times that he writes about the characters, like the little narration bubbles and the way that characters talk about one another, is so like golden age of superhero comics. Like it yeah. feels like feels more DC than anything to me. Uh, actually, it feels like fifties DC, where it's just like a team of people who selflessly heroically without thought for themselves leap into battle like throwing their lives on the line like right this kind of over the top um you know like hagiography of these characters that you know then just goes on to help with that rug pull at the end of the issue well there are kind of there are two modes of busiak i think um one is the one i love which is marvel's and astro city which is taking a step back considering perspective and points of views that we haven't seen before and considering all that he knows and loves about superheroes from those angles, right? And in Marvel's and Astro City, it works tremendously well. I think the other mode of Busiak is, I've been a fan for decades, I'm in it now, and I get to write these characters and reference all the things that I love. In that mode, I actually find a lot less enjoyable. Um, I don't fault him for that, right? I don't know that I would function any differently, <laughs> right? When you have a head full of all these references and all these these stories, and sometimes it can be cool. Um, I just, it, across this, across Avengers we're going to get to, um, what's his others? Avengers Forever. It's just, I don't know, a lot of times I'm like, I kind of, it's like, I don't know, it's like a little too Wikipedia, a little too Marvel fandom referency, mm-hmm. I think, as in, in it gets in the way 
of like, well, what's the story, man? Like, what's what's the what's the narrative here? Um, but I but those are kind of two pretty distinct modes for me, and I prefer one way more than the other. Man, he's really. I'm looking at his uh, <clears throat> like bibliography right now, and this is like his era at Marvel. He is all over Marvel doing the big titles right now. They. Well, really I mean, Marvels it. was huge. Like, I don't, I don't know how much we talked yeah. about. Like, obviously, yeah, we yeah. loved it, but also like it was incredibly successful as well. Oh yeah, I mean, it's still you know they still put it back into print with uh, all these big library editions all the time. But I'm like, I'm seeing you know he does Avengers obviously in like ninety eight two thousand. He takes over Iron Man. For 25 issues in 1998, he does Defenders in 2001. He's doing Thunderbolts for 33 issues. Like, he's taken on a lot of big titles at this time. Time for an ad break. Today's My Marvelous Year is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. The Dollar Shave Club starter set includes razors, prep scrub, shave butter, and post-shave dew. Zach, have you ever used a post-shave dew? Unfortunately... No, but I will. T- I'll try it out tonight. I'll go uh, lay out on my porch overnight and wait for the dew to collect on my jawline, mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll see how that. Uh, I'll, well, I'll shave and then I'll go out on my porch and see if that works. That was a good. I think that's. Yeah. yeah, I think that will wait. That will be worth the um, the time because there's no alternative, Dave. What what else could I do? The alternate is for just nine dollars for your first box. You can get this dollar shave wait, wait, club. Just kit. nine dollars? Just you know what that like the cool thing about nine is it's less than ten. You know? So I think like that's an option. See why millions trust Dollar Shave Club for all their shaving and grooming needs. Zach, I do have to tell you, so like I famously will use a razor until well past the point of dulling, right? I will mm-hmm. use a razor until it is just completely clogged with hair. And I'm actually adding more hair to my beard than shaving, you know, by the end of use. <laughs> uh, it's just putting hair Scraping back hair on. back back into your skin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually do quite appreciate getting fresh new razors at a very affordable price. It's a pain to go to the store and restock. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It's part of why I never shave. It's why I got this big beard, right? Because it's a pain. Dollar Shave Club makes it easy. You can go to dollarshaveclub.com slash mymarvelousyear. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash mymarvelousyear for all your shaving needs today. Don't don't use a dull razor. Don't collect morning dew out on the deck. I mean, maybe do. Do, huh? Right? Uh-huh. Right? Uh, uh, we, should, we should end this. <laughs> DollarShaveClub.com <laughs> slash this year. Yeah, Thunderbolts goes forever. That's the thing. So, like, all right, so, Charlotte, you talked about, you know, you might want to read some more. We're not going to read it in 1998. It's not on the list because 1998 is pretty crowded. Um, that said, if there are folks who read some of this and and want to continue with Thunderbolts, I mean, first off, if you have issues that you suggest absolutely have to be on the list, let me know, and I'll tell you, um, go to hell. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I would be curious, you know, how it how it continues from here because I I haven't read the whole run, um, and I'm you know I've just never been inspired to. Heroes for hire. That's my transition. So imagine, <laughs> imagine everything we just said and all everything that makes Thunderbolts oh, no, interesting, and then give it to the writer of Suicide Squad, John Ostrander. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, but then imagine it all falls on its face and is the most boring, uh, like. I don't know. Just like it, Heroes for Hire is so weird because it's like John Ostrander. Hell yeah. Like, here we go. Pascal Ferry yeah, pencils. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, it sounds amazing. Iron Fist. We got Hulk on the cover. Luke Cage going to be here. Black Knight. Let's do this. 
and it's so boring. <laughs> it's such a boring comic. What happened? What you, went wrong? It's so funny. Your your total distaste for this year. I would not describe this as so boring. I would describe this as kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I don't know. Like, I, I didn't have a strong reaction of like, oh, this was miserable. I kind of had a reaction of like, yeah, this is like 90s comics. It's okay. Uh, you know, there's some... I like the uh, the the Iron Fist art of him uh, him fighting some robots. Like, it really sold his uh, his powers. Hercules was pretty fun when he showed up. Um, like, I liked his characterization. Luke Cage didn't pop the way he should, which is uh, probably the biggest knock I have against this comic. But, um, yeah, I, I did think, like, I was thinking of Ostrander, and I was like, maybe I would have liked it better if he was doing Thunderbolts. Like, maybe swap these two. Uh, uh, I think, I think then you would definitely, the Suicide Squad comparisons would be completely inescapable, you know, mm-hmm. which uh, which yeah. would not be probably to the comics benefit. I The thing that bothers me the most about Heroes for Hire, yes, it's not the literal craftsmanship. Like, these individuals know how to make a comic. Um, it's that it doesn't have, it doesn't have the Thunderbolts punch. It doesn't, you know, because Thunderbolt's punch is a twist and it's a concept. Here's for hire is just like, ah, oh, here's a superhero team, <laughs> you know? Uh, no, it's, totally. It doesn't yeah. have anything to it. And even like the 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 way the the team gets assembled, like we've seen it a hundred times, is like one character needs a team, and he the people he knows doesn't want to be on the team, and so he has an adventure, and he accidentally meets uh, meets two or three other heroes, and boom, they're the team. Yep. Like that's that's X Force. That's like that's everything, and it's I don't know. It's not I mean, that I'm interesting. Just... It, it's just there's a woman uh, in a cat suit here, so like I can't get like too mad about this comic. This <laughs> white tiger is here. Yeah, it's not Tigra, but it's you know it's something. So like you know yep. I'm still gonna call it a good comic. You do get you did give I this mean, one one out of one cat suits in your review, um, <laughs> which, which is your I only mean, standard. Yeah. Be honest, Zach. You only like this comic because it's the the end of issue reveal is like the Alpha Knight, uh, Alpha Knight, Alpha Flight's uh, nemesis. I don't remember that. Who is it? <laughs> Master of the World. That's like the biggest um, Alpha Flight villain. Zach, no for being the world's biggest Alpha Flight fan, <laughs> Zach knows yep. nothing about Alpha Flight. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do yep. some quick googling here. Yeah. Uh, Master of Oh oh is he in that like Oh yeah no I don't know who you're talking about Oh he's terrible like the I like the <laughs> the issues he's in for uh, the Alpha Flight but it's not about him he's like a pretty boring uh, villain in the back of that Yeah he's he's nothing he's literally yeah, nothing Yeah yeah Charlotte that's I do think weird. you stumbled onto the Alpha Knight though. With that, yeah, Alpha Knight. That's that's sounds, a cool concept. That sounds yeah, like a win. That's a great concept. Yeah, <laughs> let's call up John Byrne. Be the only nope. way to. He's probably he's probably writing his Alpha Flight fan comics as we speak. Oh um, God, oh, please definitely. put that straight into my vein. Oh my God! If he if he started doing that, just doing more Alpha Flight onto his blog, I would I'd be reading it every issue. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> we know you would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Less surprising thing of the world in the world. <laughs> uh yeah no I, I i mean i'm with you you're right it is just kind of a like let's put together a superhero team but yeah it's pascal ferry it's john ostrander it's it's okay it should be better and sure it's, yeah. it's incredibly average and yeah. we include the, the first this year because it happened the the more i think about it the more it's it's really x-force number one like um white tiger is feral uh hercules is shadowstar i guess like, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> yeah <laughs> there are some one-to-one comparison that's that's interesting yeah yeah <laughs> x-force the legacy remains uh all right let's yeah. talk about the next new age of heroes thing it's kazar this is by mark wade andy kubert um jesse delperding on inks we got joe roses on colors tag klein lettering this is a, a somewhat similar thing for me except it, it's definitely better i mean the craftsmanship is 
is of a higher quality. I really like Kubert stuff throughout the nineties. The Kubert's work has really grown on me um, across X-Men, but also here, you know, Ink to Kazar. I just, uh, there's not, it, basically what Kazar is, is it's, Hey, we go to the Savage Land. We got Kazar, we got Shauna. They have a kid now <laughs> named Zira. Um, and it's, you know, you get a little bit of an excuse to have them having adventures in the Savage Land and then going on the run for their lives with their with their child. Uh, I just don't, I don't know. It doesn't sink its hooks into me. Um, it will try to by incorporating Thanos <laughs> as the run progresses. <laughs> that is so weird. I I can't see that at all no, based on the comic. I, I hate it. Yeah. I, I hate it once it does, but I, I guess I appreciate that it tried something. Um, but these first three issues, it, it feels. If you were like, "Hey, what would a Kazar comic be in 1997?" I mean, this is this is it. Like, yeah, there's no there's yeah, no surprise. Sure. Much like Heroes for Hire, it's like, you know, they're like, "There's nothing unexpected here." I don't think, um, yeah. or particularly interesting. I don't know. Do you, did you either of you find anything that was like stood out to be like, "Oh, I didn't," you know, "That's fun." I didn't. See no, that but before. I can't imagine a world in which there's there is a Kazar comic that I find. Well, we I mean, well I we live in it, I... Zach, because <laughs> there's a mini series <laughs> that came out. Uh, it's five issue mini. It's written by I think Zach Thompson, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> it just happened Zach, like a year okay. ago. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, like the Kaz- the Kazar comic that works is like a Daniel Warren Johnson Joseph League. That's that's the case. Uh, comic so, comic out. That's best case scenario. Other than that, uh, I yeah. love how you say his name, Charlotte. Uh, Daniel Warren jo- Johnson. No, <laughs> sounded exactly. Uh, Kazar. 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 Who's to say it's not Kazar? That's a Who's good point. Say? Maybe this is, Yeah, I've never Kazar. heard it said. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good yeah, American just, accent. There, there's just an A there for no reason, and yep, <laughs> we just say K instead of K. Listen, when you're teaching uh, toddlers like how to say certain words or um, you know, like how to spell things, English is the weirdest flipping language. <laughs> like there are letters all over the place that don't mean anything, yeah. don't matter, don't go together. Um, yeah, so this is my language year, and I'm going to talk about uh, why everything should be <laughs> much, English, much simpler. Everything should be English. Is our yeah. takeaway, my American year. I think we should just call him Kevin, because that's, that's his actual name. I think that's a, that's a better name for I, him. I do prefer I like calling the, him Kevin, yeah. God, yep. the, the plunderer is here, which is just another plunder. Uh, the whole family of plunders, which is a really funny word if you say it a lot. Um, it's his last his name, name is, and it's like, I, that's already on the nose enough, but then you have the primary antagonist named the plunderer. It's like, we got it, man. And, and his full <laughs> name is Parnival Plunder. Parnival. <laughs> which, like, with a name like that, you should be able to defeat him just by, like, making fun of him until he, you know, collapses. <laughs> humiliated. Yep. That, that name is too easy to make fun yeah, of. Yeah, Spider-Man would have a field day. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, shouts to Gregor as well. Um, mm-hmm. He yeah. raised Craven's son and gets a nice opportunity here to hunt <laughs> Kazar. Uh, this is not Gregor's debut, by the way. He debuted in Spider-Man earlier in the '90s. You probably remember. I'm sh- remember. I'm sure oh, I yeah, don't need to tell course. you that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know any other. Like I, I think the other the other miss here. You know, Charlotte, you referenced Danny Warren Johnson doing Jurassic League, and it's like if you're gonna do this book lean into the dinosaur aspect of it and yeah. you yeah. get a little bit from Cooper, but not I mean, a lot. I mean, it's got to be that Black Panther, Rage of the Panther, you know, him Do in the it. mouth of a T-Rex yeah. fighting off dinosaurs. Yeah, 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 I, yeah that's I mean, what I mean. Like, I can't imagine a Kazar book that I'm I'm interested in. It's like The there, Zach Thompson written one, man, I'm telling you, it's actually pretty interesting. What What is it? Okay. What, what, it's a five-issue mini. It came out, like, last year and it's written by Zach Thompson. It's just called Kazar right, or something I'll, or other. I will check it out. subtitle, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. He's one of those. I mean, it's it's kind of like Doctor Strange, where I'd be like, he's one of those guys that I'm more interested in, like 
as a you know when he shows up in other people's books but that's not true that's <laughs> not true either yeah because uh, i don't really care when he shows up in other people's books i'm either. more interested the Sa- in the savage land and in which also is everything cool going on there than i am in kazar specifically yeah you wish that would be like bigger and more you know uh, I, I don't know yeah more more interesting instead of like you get there and there's it's always immediately like savage land politics <laughs> it's like very jack kirby yeah you know, like yeah there's another race here of uh subhuman men who are you know like stealing our food and burning our villages and we have to you know go to war with them and someone's controlling them with a mind crystal yeah that the it just never never grabs me you know be dope but what does they revealed best okay no issue. you were on to a good transition go ahead i'm on to a great transition someone reminded me i used to do transitions a lot and i'm gonna try to <laughs> somebody uh, reminded me you used to try <laughs> someone <laughs> reminded me that i used to do transitions and that's a great transition to incredible hulk 450 yeah yeah, yeah it which is. is this is a real like why'd you do this day i mean i guess it's <laughs> if we want to i think that's obvious re- that should be obvious you can answer that question yeah i guess if we just want to be like in on like what's going on with heroes reborn maybe no, because like the wise man is going to be like the the biggest villain in the 2020s. I think that's that's why <laughs> the debut of Wild Man. Of course, that's I, I why this like is Wild in man. here. Is that true, or is are you? No, that's a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I figured it was, but also you know Zach. I didn't know Thunderbolts were evil. So. Zach. <laughs> is <laughs> Wild Man like one of the guys. biggest he villain of the like... 2000s? You needed to ask. All right. Well, he seems <laughs> He's like a real bad guy. Real like, like, name: Alex Wildman. Like, Code name: Wildman. <laughs> I kind of like that, him. That's he was, kind of a perfect funny. thing. <laughs> he's incredible. Yeah. He's like uh, he's like the yeah. trickster in the Flash, but mm-hmm. but zanier yep. and ripped. Frankly, six pack for days. Um, <laughs> he's like right. if the, the the trickster was hot. <laughs> Too late. Played by Mark Hamill. Too late. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that yeah, this this is uh, Doctor Strange and the Hulk go and visit the Heroes Reborn universe. Um, um, well, that happens. <laughs> sorry, we do, we do have to start. Actually, I I don't know why I'm I'm being like cynical about this book because it does start with Hulk being like really mad uh, about the Thunderbolts attacking him, and then he comes to L.A. and he breaks the Hollywood sign just so it says Hulk. <laughs> that rules. Yeah, that that is good. That's so fun, and I like that, that literally nothing except just like. Changing it to his name, not like Hulk rules or like Hulk is coming for you, Hulk. <laughs> that's so it's awesome. really, really good. Yeah. That's, that's the best part of this comic. Yeah, we forgot to mention actually the Thunderbolts do technically debut uh, in in Hulk the previous issue. I think for for forty nine. I want to say. Um, yeah, they're also mentioned. David, in, so um, they do. Uh, for hire. They do battle so, the like, old Hulksy in that one yeah. before he like destroys a dam and countless lives. <laughs> Classic Hulk style. Uh, you know, the one thing that Doctor Strange's journey to the Heroes Reborn universe tells us here, um, it sort of plays around with this thing where, like, so Hulk's in our universe, or in Earth 616, but also there's a Hulk in the Heroes Reborn universe. <laughs> and it's sort of like, I don't know that it makes heads or tails of it, but it's kind of like, well, that's weird, right? <laughs> Which I agree, it is weird. Uh, I don't I think, know why they it, did that. Is it like, I think in Onslaught's, Bruce and Hulk get separated, and only one goes to Bruce goes through, and then like Bruce becomes the Hulk in that world when he's stopping Tony Stark's experiment or whatever. Because we we saw that something like that. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Dave, Dave, sit down and let us school you about Heroes Reborn. Uh, You know what? I will go to Heroes Reborn school. I will happily attend. (laughs) I will be doodling and not paying attention, but I will. I don't want to be the teacher of that class. That's fine by me. Yeah. 
Hey, Wildman doesn't show up after this at all. You were lying to me. Is this his only appearance? That's even better. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, yeah, this is it. This is literally the last. <laughs> it, it's not his only. Yeah. He, he showed up in uh, Hulk 446. But Well, it's not every yeah. episode that I criticize Al Ewing for dropping the ball on Hulk continuity in Immortal Hulk, but I got to do it <laughs> right now because Wild Man should have made a return. God, Big he's wearing, Hulk's... Like, he's wearing fuzzy slippers. His face is orange, but not his body. He's got glasses on for some reason. <laughs> He's got really like ruby red lipstick. The design here is really funny. Yeah, I mean, he, he reminds me of like the the Joker saber tooth mix in from Amalgam. Like the he does Joke, <laughs> the, the hyena. hyena yeah, yeah, yeah. How, Dave, how excited would you be if White Man showed up in like X Men Red Three or something? You would come back. I would lose my that'd mind. Be amazing. I would absolutely lose yeah. my like that would. Oh man, like I don't know that anything could bring me greater joy right now. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. I have to say, like, I, I didn't realize Peter David was writing this. How long has that guy been been on Hulk, and <laughs> how much is it too long? Because, like, I mean, at this I'm point, liking I'm, his I, first. I, I defended him last time we read it, and Dave was like over the Incredible Hulk, and I was like, no, it's he's still doing okay work. <laughs> no, I'm I'm over it. It's, it's, it's yeah. I mean, I I liked his first arcs on. I mean, like, probably his first few years on Hulk. This is nothing. Like it's crazy. I mean, he does. Oh my god, I'm I'm looking at it now. He's like he started at three thirty one, right? So this is like yeah, it's been ten years, right? In. I I don't know when he leaves. <laughs> when does he leave? Uh, four sixty seven. Yep. Okay. So next year is uh is his last year on the Hulk. It's a yeah. crazy run. It's like a closing time. Kick out all the Davids. Yeah. They've yeah, he's, been he's riding up for too ideas. long. Yep. So, all right. Semi-Sonic. Um, I think that we should end the episode there. <laughs> yep. I think I think that, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we covered a lot of comics in 48 minutes. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yep. This is a year of going hard on lots of different variety. So, in part two, we're going to read uh, some comics that I actually like a lot. Uh, we're going to talk about Deadpool. Finally gets good. 1997 Deadpool. We're going to talk about an amazing Spider-Man. Two issues that I thought were two issues that I really liked, but then I think they're not. <laughs> so they're not. Oh, cool. Now I can't oh, remember. <laughs> so I'm selling that. Um, there's okay. a Wolverine story that I included here. It's written by Warren Ellis. We got art by Lionel Francis Yu. It's at least interesting. Ooh, I love the Yu. And then we got the Heroes Reborn, The Return. The Return. I can't believe how little time... <laughs> They gave to this. It's so funny. <laughs> a year. That they yeah. Just yeah. Issues. <laughs> Never mind. I was literally saying, uh, hopefully Thunderbolts get a while to <laughs> to play in that playground and like. Yeah, I didn't want. What are they going to get? Five Tyler, issues. But I was seeing like <laughs> Captain America, Citizen V uh, crossover uh, yeah. comics it's, next year, so. and maybe it'll be good. But uh, yeah, I, don't yeah, take long. Dave, uh, the the fans are are clamoring to know why'd you take Bug off the list? We all wanted to read Bug. You can read Bug, absolutely. Um, no, I don't I, I can't remember Bug <laughs> well enough to say. Uh, I, do, I, I think if I had loved Bug, I would have I'd probably never stopped talking about it. So I'm guessing I didn't. But Bug number Bug one Todd did Zago. launch this year. And uh, Yeah. You Bug know what? If you want a Bug space. comic, I would say check out the Keith Giffen ambush Bug stuff from DC. <laughs> uh, sorry. Bug number one, uh, the cover says he came from outer space. Now he's in your face. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, I love Bug now. Yeah, yeah. The 1997 list was pared down quite a bit 
from what it used mm-hmm. to be. Um, yeah, but yeah, like you know, we're not we're not doing any X Men stuff. We got Operation Zero Tolerance. Is the crossover going on in X Men? Um, I did reread it, and I did not include it. So that tells you what I think about that. Um, yeah, like there's just not. 1997 is is the worst, man. <laughs> it's such a bummer. <laughs> you know what? Like maybe maybe I'm just happy because like I mean we have it pared down to two episodes. So yeah. Like yeah. I, I feel like we've had bad years, but it's still like six episodes, and I'm like, yeah, there wasn't a comic I loved in. 1995 i'm looking at the list there wasn't like a single like uh, age oh, of I apocalypse begs to differ you liar is that oh i didn't scroll down far enough all right offensive Fine. 96 is there anything i loved in 96 no did 96 have a lovable comic nope i don't think so I, like i liked the you mark like wade captain america no there's stuff i liked like th- there's never a year without stuff that i like but like there's been a lot of years lately yeah stuff where I'm like, i mean the wade garney cap is probably the you didn't it you didn't love when like, Captain America visits Bill Clinton in the Oval Office? <laughs> that wasn't your favorite. <laughs> about that. Um, yeah. Anyway, so like just just breezing through this with two issues or two episodes. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go hard. We're gonna go fast, and we're gonna forget it the morning after. <laughs> and we're gonna move on to nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, just like Heroes Were Born. Exactly, yep. baby. Uh, but nineteen ninety eight, like we've been saying, like we've been promising, it's the promised land of the return of Marvel. Um, it really is. It's just where everything resets. Like this is clearly, yeah. you know, everything is, is bad business wise. It is bad comics wise. Um, and Marvel needs some help and they're going to get it. And, uh, and then we're going to see what that's like. And it's going to be fun again, but honestly, the next episode is going to be fine. Cause we get to read some interesting Deadpool stuff. So, yeah, this episode was fine. I, I, it... <clears throat> not our best, not our best. We've, we've had funnier, I would say. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Yeah, so we're, 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 we recorded this. It started at 6 a.m. for me, which, uh-huh. uh, you know, you're welcome, uh, everybody. Yeah, yeah, and, seriously. Uh, <laughs> donate to this man at patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear. It was 9.45 last night when I was brushing my teeth and I went, oh, no, I have to record in the morning. I haven't read the comics. Uh, <laughs> which 9.45 is past my bedtime, just to make <laughs> clear i'm usually asleep at that point so last night i had to like sit and read all this man does not have kids let's be clear that's incredible (laughs) and i was like oh this wasn't so bad i like sat and read all nine issues or whatever in the uh yeah 45 minutes post bedtime and i had a good time with this usually that would make me miserable so these comics weren't so bad dave Okay. You even like comics? I think all the I did. Uh, on you know, I did when I tweeted that 1997 really was the worst. Um, there were a, a few people who got really mad about. <laughs> like, I think specifically, there's one person who I'm pretty sure is in the Slack who was like, "No, 1996 was worse." Um, which, like, I don't need to be on Twitter debating which garbage can looks nicer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess not not of interest to me. Um, I, I'd be more interested if somebody was like. Actually, it's a year from the 70s because I don't truly like I, I really I genuinely think 1997 is the worst year of Marvel comics. Um, If you want to say 1996 or something else in the 90s, like, all right, whatever. But uh, if, if you run it back from 60s, 70s, 80s, I don't think anything beats it. Um, The only and, and one thing I was thinking about, too, is like people like to bag on the 90s, you know, Um. Yeah. And we, the, we obviously there's stuff like, in here that is okay that yeah. like it, it gets overstated, you know, like, oh, 90s comics suck. And it's like, no, there's, there's some OK stuff. There's some enjoyable moments. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it is the it is the worst decade of Marvel. <laughs> like, I don't I, I in my view, I don't think it's really particularly close. Um, I don't know. What do you what do both of you think? Like, am I off base saying that with what we've read so far? 
Uh, I, I'm looking at 1985 because it's the year of Secret Wars 2. <laughs> but there, there is some like... There's some <laughs> the, the 80s are great though. <laughs> like Secret Wars 2 aside, you know, the, the 80s have... I some know, like the, the, there's yeah, some the 80s are the best decades we've, we've read. I oh, decades-wise, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 90, 90s is definitely the worst, but like, you know, like you said, there's there's good stuff. Even the, I mean, the, the this is not that bad, but it's because you chopped away... 95% of the comics that came out this year and ignore it, we're ignoring most of them. So, like, I didn't really mind. Uh, I'm looking at, I went on to this, uh, onto your Twitter. This person does not give us money on Patreon, so you are free to light them up. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure at least. <laughs> All right. Coming <laughs> you know for what? you. Honestly, giving, giving us money to Patreon does not preclude you from being roasted by me if you come into the Slack, as everyone in the Slack <laughs> will attest to. Uh, you actually are kind of like paying for the privilege of being bullied by me. So. I think you're also paying for the privilege to roast you because I see it. Like, that's yeah, what that's I mostly see true. in the Slack is everyone <laughs> coming back and getting their zingers in on Zach. Uh, our Slack rules, by the way, patreon.com slash year if you want access. Uh, I got recommendations there on spy novels recently. That was super helpful. Um, our Slack is great. Love it. So, all right. I'm Dave. You can find my stuff at comicbookherald.com. You can find all the issues that we're reading here in the show notes. And uh, and you can find my marvelous year on Twitter, run by Charlotte at my marvelous year. Uh, please rate and review on iTunes. Please back us on Patreon. Please, please help. <laughs> we need it. Uh, anything mean, else? Music yeah, by disaster on the show. Give me some money. Yeah. Give me some money, nope. Zach. You're please. You're money. please for money. They they lack tact. They lack sincerity. I just feel like mm-hmm. they never are what I want them. But to you be. literally were just saying we need help. <laughs> I don't. I don't need help. I just. <laughs> With like a little more money. I'm on the ground the, begging, the but I'm criticizing you. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back next year. See you next year. See, See you next year. year.